Yo, what's up gamers? It is Tuesday here at WCG, and yes, I did change your name again. You're just going to have to get over it. I like gamers a little bit better. I think it, uh, I think it, uh, doesn't come with its own connotations, and, or maybe it does, <laughs> it's, uh, a little more inclusive, which I hesitate to, to use, but, hey, that's the way it is. So, you're now gamers. That's how I'm going to speak to you. Uh, so, a couple of things. I ran across an article talking about the surprise Microsoft Activision acquisition. Okay. Uh, Microsoft is out here claiming that uh, the FTC is violating their constitutional rights, their U.S. constitutional rights. Specifically, their First Amendment rights. I'm sorry, not First Amendment, their Fifth Amendment rights. Uh, giving them the right to a neutral trial. Uh, they make this claim because the FTC is acting as judge, jury, and executioner. Which, you know, fair. I think a lot of these bureaucracies have too much power given to them. So... I, I I don't know if I go as far as to say it violates their constitutional rights, but I can at least see the argument, which is kind of interesting. Now, part of this article was explaining that this deal was announced a year ago, which I was not necessarily aware of. Uh, so, we've been doing this for the song and dance for a year with no real outcome, no answers, right? Uh, Sony's going back and forth saying that this deal needs to be stopped because Xbox is going to make Call of Duty exclusive, which we've already talked about multiple times. Uh, the FTC, the European counterpart to the FTC are trying to block the deal because of that one aspect, right? They're all focused on Call of Duty. Now, one thing I didn't realize in the course of these discussions is that Activision Blizzard actually has a large segment of the mobile gaming uh, market. So, Microsoft put out a response to the FTC that's public that you can read. So I was kind of digging around and I was looking at some of their claims. It's a 32 page document, 37 page document. I didn't read all 37 pages, but I read a lot of it. Uh, it's 37 pages with you know, double spacing. So it's really, you know, 18 pages. It's not the article that I opened up. is like, Oh, it's 37 pages. It's this huge document. It's, it's really not that long of a document. It just... <laughs> it's just taking up extra space. Which, again, is why games journalists are trash. Speaking as a former games journalist. Um, so, in this response to the FTC, Microsoft mentions uh, what appear to be a couple of games. At least three that are coming out from ZeniMax. Uh, that are going to be 
exclusive to Xbox and PC. Those titles are redacted. I don't know what they are. I would assume Starfield. And potentially... Potentially Fable. But I, I don't know for sure. But the crux of the argument, right, is that Xbox is trying to get into mobile gaming. So Activision Blizzard also owns King Games. Okay, King Games, they did Candy Crush, right? That, that's what I know them best for. Candy Crush and Clash of Clans. So really, that's what, that's what Microsoft is going after. And in this response to the FTC, that's what they're saying, right? And they're like, look, if you're worried about us making Call of Duty exclusive, don't, right? And here's a here's an actual quote from their response. It says, quote, paying $68.7 billion for Activision makes no financial sense if that revenue stream goes away. Talking about Call of Duty being played on PlayStation. Nor would it make sense to degrade the game experience and alienate the millions of Call of Duty players who play together using different types of consoles. The reputational hit to Xbox would not be worth any theoretical economic benefit from taking Call of Duty away from competitors. Which is what we've been saying. And that seems to be the only thing that's holding up this merger. So, they go a little bit further and they do a split. You know, they... They say that Xbox started behind Nintendo and PlayStation in third place back in the 2000s and that Xbox is still in third place and they provide the receipts for this, right? Uh, so they put up a graph. Shares of Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox console units sold in 2021. Xbox had 16% of the market. N Nintendo had 50, a full 50% of the market and PlayStation at 34% uh, more interestingly they put up a graph of exclusive titles for each console Xbox has 10% exclusive titles PlayStation has 50% exclusive titles and Nintendo has 40% exclusive titles so they make a strong argument here that Xbox isn't isn't this massive giant that's going to take out all of its competitors and create a monopoly. This is pretty compelling to show that, you know, Xbox actually isn't <laughs> that popular. Now they didn't include PC. They did not include PC. Which is an entirely different story. Right? Because PC mass race. Am I right? <laughs> so there's, there's a little bit of corporate finagling in here. But they make a good case as far as consoles go that Xbox isn't isn't taking over Sony. It's not going to take out Sony. It's not going to take out Nintendo. It's just not. It's the third most popular choice. It's, it's there as an alternative to the two. <laughs> and that's basically it. Um, it it's not... It's not going to be PlayStation. It's not going to be Nintendo. It just never will be, probably. Now, what they're showing here in two other graphs, that four graphs here, two other graphs show uh, mobile gaming. Okay? 
So the first one is Xbox share of global 2021 mobile gaming revenues. Xbox had 0.3% of the total mobile gaming revenue and 99.7% of all revenue went somewhere else. It's not Microsoft. Xbox and Activision Blizzard shares of, you know, combining the two. Activision Blizzard has 4% of the mobile gaming market. So, to sum it up, Xbox's argument is that even with the merger, one, they're not going to make Call of Duty exclusive. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any financial sense, which we've covered. It just doesn't. Two, really, the reason they're acquiring it is to get king games <laughs> and to have more of a pre- presence in mobile gaming, which I found interesting because Xbox is streaming games to your phone. As far as I'm aware, Nintendo and PlayStation don't have that capability. <clears throat> Xbox is the only one that can do that or that allows you to do that. And I've taken advantage of it. I mean, hell, why wouldn't you? Uh, it's a little clunky with some of, like, like I tried to play Senua's Sacrifice on mobile, and it just, it, it doesn't necessarily work without a controller. But, I mean, you can buy a thing to hook your controller up to your phone, and you can play AAA titles, which doesn't necessarily have a, a good definition of what constitutes a AAA title. But you could play Senua's Sacrifice on your phone. You just stream it straight to your phone. But Microsoft is going after the more casual gamer here. You know, the person that is playing Wordscape or, you know, Candy Crush. That's who they're going after. And that's not to say that I'm not also a casual gamer because I download those kinds of games all the time because I get bored. I just want something that'll last about five seconds and be over or, you know, as long as I want it to and it'll be over. So that's really what Microsoft is going after, which I found kind of compelling. I wonder if the quote unquote journalistic gaming outlets are going to mention that. My thought is probably not. Whoever wrote this article probably didn't read it. Because, in my opinion, that's the bigger story. Not that Xbox is claiming that their Fifth Amendment rights are being violated. It's, uh... I mean, it... it, The big thing is that Microsoft is going for mobile gaming. That, that's that's really it. I, I, I don't see how the FTC or the European Trade Commission can block this deal.